Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We have got so much to talk about today. <laughs> uh, it's just a few verses here in John yeah. 16, but this is this is a big, 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 big topic. So why don't you read for us, for us John 16, verses 5 through 11. I'm glad to do that in our new king james yeah i got that one right here in my hand good good and good morning i'm glad to be with you too and welcome to all of our listeners hey that was that was that was just understood everybody knows we're glad to be here yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> john 16 we're going to pick up our reading in verse number five but now i go away to him who sent me and none of you asks me where are you going but because i have said these things to you sorrow has filled your heart Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. The helper. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the helper again. As we pointed out last week, the end of John, what we have is John 15 and the beginning of John 16, some interlocking teaching where mm-hmm. he talks about the spirit, then he talks about persecution, then he talks about the spirit, and he talks about persecution, he talks about the spirit. It goes back and forth, interweaving, interleaving, interlocking this teaching. So now we're back to talking about the Holy Spirit, the helper whom Jesus is going to send. Right. He says, look, I've been telling you I'm going to leave. I'm, we're, we're talking about this stuff, and it's a little disheartening to you, but I'm telling you, this is this is good for you. It is good for you if I go, because when I go, I'm going to send the helper. It's uh, And it strikes them as a sad thing. They're sorrowful to hear that he's going to be going. And even in the course of the chapters you read yesterday, there's some confusion about this. Then they think there's clarity. I think they may still be a little confused as, a little as things confused, play out. actually in this chapter, so... Well, that's certainly so. Um, So what we have, though, is, again, this promise of a helper or a paraclete. Mm -hmm. Now, he was identified for us uh, in the 14th chapter as the Holy Spirit. Yes. But then uh, he's not specifically named, even though it is in the same context. Uh, So what does this paraclete do and what is his job? How is he going to be helping these apostles? I I think that's an important question for us to answer. We have here the the different things that he's going to do. He gives him three—there's three— missions as mm-hmm. the spirit comes in and I you know what before before just talking about those three things but of course the three things he's going to convict regarding sin he's going to convict regarding righteousness he's going to convict the world regarding judgment yeah so this is what the Holy Spirit is coming in to do you know let me just point this out Jesus doesn't say he's coming to work a bunch of miracles does not say that does he now that's not to say that by the power of the spirit Christians didn't do some miracles I think they did yeah but but I I do think in the modern arguments and debates we have become so fixated on that mm-hmm. that we've lost sight of no this is what the spirit came to do he came yeah. to convict the world regarding sin regarding mm-hmm. righteousness regarding judgment when when miracles were needed for that to happen well, yeah, it was by the power of the Holy Spirit that Christians worked miracles. But when miracles aren't needed, the Spirit is still working. Yeah. And and he's doing what is needed for that to be accomplished. Does, it, does that make sense what I'm saying? It does make sense. Uh, one of my first takes on this is I wonder if I would have been kind of like the apostles, uh, a little bit sad to hear that Jesus is going away. 
And, and, you know, honestly, I think it challenges my faith a little bit. I, I know that I've thought from time to time, I wish Jesus was here. Sure. I wish I could see him. I wish I could talk to him about something. Let me ask you this. Uh, 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 you know, embodied. But here's this verse where, it, you know, the people that were sitting in the room with him, and he tells them, no, it's better that I go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because let me ask you this. Do you wish Jesus were here living in Galilee? Well, I live a long way away from Galilee. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I think about, boy, I wish Jesus were here, it's because what I picture in my mind is, I wish he were sitting in this chair, yeah. you know, speaking on our third microphone that we have sometimes. Mm-hmm, that would mm-hmm, be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wish he lived here on Livingston Road or over yeah, in Regent's yeah. Park and, you know, so that I could see him and be beside be him. Because we always picture ourselves as being one of those 12 apostles just walking around yeah, with him. Yeah. But what if he was still in Jerusalem? And well, for me to be with Jesus, I got to fly over to Jerusalem. I got to go yeah. find. I mean, that's what people had to do when Jesus walked the earth. Right. They had to go wherever Jesus was mm-hmm. if they wanted to be around Jesus. The disciples, in order to be with Jesus, had to follow Jesus around wherever he was. And Jesus had amazing, tremendous power. He demonstrated even while he was in this incarnation of flesh that mm-hmm. that he knew things like what was in your mind, even yeah. if you didn't tell him. That he saw things like what was under the uh, the sycamore tree or the fig tree right, or, you know right. a long way away he knew that the the woman at the well had been married five times he, you know so he demonstrated that knowledge yeah. but if you wanted to be with Jesus you had to go find had where he go was find him. yeah I mean and which is why and after the resurrection the apostles all had to go to Galilee because that's where Jesus was going to be mm-hmm. if they stayed in Jerusalem they weren't going to get to be with Jesus so what I'm trying to point out is here's why the helper is an advantage because when the spirit comes the spirit the empowering presence of God in the person of the Holy Spirit with his people is wherever we are mm-hmm. it is not, not I got to go over here to find body. that yeah it's not I got to go to Jerusalem yeah. to find the Holy Spirit I've got to go to Washington DC to find the Holy Spirit I've got to go to London to find mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit it's the Holy Spirit is with God's people yeah. and so Jesus says it's to your advantage if I go because I will be able to send the helper who will be with you in yeah. fact I think it's I think it's probably right to say Jesus promise in Matthew 28 lo I am with you always to the end of the age is fulfilled in the person of the Holy Spirit by sending that by sending spirit. that helper yeah. by sending that helper to be with his people and he even says that helper will take of what is mine and give it to you yeah so when the helper is giving teaching and giving insight he is giving Christ yeah He's giving God's word yeah yeah absolutely so we we have these activities then. Uh, that uh, the great gift of the helper is coming and he's got this three-part work. You know, I want to circle back to something that I, I brought up a couple of weeks ago. The identity of this helper, even though he it is explicitly stated in the 14th chapter, is a subject of debate between the religion of Christianity and the religion of Islam. Okay. Because there's a teaching in the Quran that says Jesus prophesied the coming of Muhammad. Now, the Quran does not give book, chapter, and verse where that is, and so Muslim apologists through the years have been going through the New Testament trying to find out, well, now where was it that Jesus prophesied Muhammad? More often than not, they come to this paraclete. They come to this helper in John 14, 15, and 16, and they say, so, well, well, there it is. It's good for me to leave, so in 600 years, I can send you a helper. So in 600 years, I will send you a helper. It doesn't make sense logically, particularly when you begin to list out and to study, well, what is it that the helper will do? Who will he do it for? You know, a, a fellow that comes 600 later, years later is not doing anything for the people in this room. Yeah. Not going to do anything for Peter and John. But then look at this work, and particularly this first work that I'm going to convict the world of sin, of sin because they did not believe in me. 
that there is a sin of disbelief, of unbelief in the gospel of Christ, and that revelatory work of the Holy Spirit is going to make that clear. People will be convicted for this. Now, when you go to the religion of Islam and you learn about their greatest sin, the unforgivable sin of shirk, this is an identification of God with anything created. In the religion of Islam, Jesus is created. In other words, the greatest sin, the unforgivable sin in the religion of Islam is to believe in Christ, to confess Christ. The helper of John 14, 15, and 16 cannot be Muhammad because in John 14 and 15 and 16, the sin that he convicts the world of is an unbelief in Christ. The teaching doctrine of Muhammad in the Quran is the great sin is confessing Christ, believing in Christ. This is in no way foretelling the coming of Prophet Muhammad. Absolutely. If Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit is going to come to convict us to confess Christ, mm-hmm. and and somebody else comes and tries to get us to deny Christ, I mean, that's a, the, that cannot be the fulfillment. It cannot be the promise. fulfillment. Cannot that just can't be it. Well, I, okay, so just real quick, I know wanting to take a look at these three things that he is yeah. going to convict of, we have very little time to go through all of them. Let me just throw out, here's here's my thinking. It says that he's going to convict the Holy Spirit, the helper is going to convict the world concerning sin because the world didn't believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think the point being is that the Father had an ongoing plan. There was a progressive revelation. There were steps to his plan. Sure. We we have what happened between God and Adam and Eve. We have what happened between God and Noah, what happened between God and Israel with Moses. Jesus comes in. The end of the plan is not Jesus is going to come in and at the end of, of this ministry of Jesus, judgment is happening. All, no, right. he, he provides the sacrifice, which allows folks to be forgiven. And now there's a part of the plan where God, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, in the person of the Holy Spirit, is drawing people to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. is going to continue this conviction of sin. People didn't believe Jesus. That wasn't the end of the line. They, they had this opportunity to listen to the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't just, mm-hmm. hey, if you don't listen to Jesus, boom, you're going to hell. Right. It's God had this further step of the plan. They didn't believe me, but we're sending the helper. They have this final opportunity to listen to God. Now, that's it. That's the final opportunity. There's not yes. anything else. If you don't listen when the Spirit comes, you, you, there's no other part of the plan. That's Correct. This is what God was getting us to. Then he says he's going to convict concerning righteousness because I go to the Father. And I think that's very simply the idea that when Jesus was on the earth, he was the epitome of righteousness. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to know what righteousness is, look at Jesus. But he's not here. I can't look at him anymore. What do I need? Well, I need the record, the revelation from God through the Holy Spirit regarding Jesus Jesus. and what righteousness is. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. The one that gives me the biggest struggle is this he gives concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Here's where I am on this one. I think the idea is just simply that in the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the enemy is conquered. He is defeated. The war is done. All right. The the victory has been won. We're not waiting around Mm -hmm. to find out how's it all going to end. We know how it's going to end. Jesus took death on face-to-face, toe-to-toe, and won. He burst forth from the grave, and he has defeated death. He has defeated Satan. He has defeated the enemy. And now, yeah, Satan is trying to get people on his side. 
No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And it just reminds me, you know, that, that hell is a place that is prepared for the devil and his angels. Yeah. That's why there's a hell. Yeah. Because we're meaning God is dealing with an, 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 a justice and a judgment for these spiritual beings. Now, where you and I reside is a situation where we get to make a choice. Yeah. You know, in the end of all these things, do we want to be with the devil and his angels and on that side of it? Well, that's hell's prepared for them. Do we want to come through the Savior, Jesus Christ? Well, then the, the, the glory of heaven and fellowship with God, that's prepared for them. Yeah. Right. And yeah. yeah well, and that side is lost. That side is and, lost. And I think I think that's the key. That side has lost. He the spirit is coming to convict regarding sin and righteousness. And we have a choice. I'm either going to continue in sin mm-hmm. or I'm going to hunger and thirst and pursue righteousness. And if I do that, I'm going to come into Jesus Christ. Yeah. And and the judgment is coming, deciding what my choice is on that. All right. And I am either going to enter Jesus as my refuge. I'm either going to get into the kingdom of Jesus Christ or I am outside. Mm -hmm. And that's where utter darkness, weeping and gnashing of teeth is going to be. And the Holy Spirit is coming to let us know that's happening. The, the, The. Satan has lost. Step away from yeah. him. Don't don't go back to him. Well, I just and it echoes something that Jesus taught uh, Nicodemus in John chapter three and verse nineteen. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. Yeah, yeah. If you love light. You'll Choose come to the Jesus. light. Come to the kingdom of light. But if you love darkness, then there's judgment. And, and the Holy Spirit is going to convict on that. That's right. That's right. We need to wrap up. Holy God, thank you. Thank you for Jesus, for his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Thank you for bringing him back to the heavenly throne and sending the helper. May we listen. May we heed. May we hear the conviction regarding sin. May we hear the conviction regarding our own sins. May we be convicted regarding righteousness and pursuing Jesus. And may we be convicted regarding judgment that we would draw near to the light and walk in the light and be a part of the kingdom of light. Thank you for the forgiveness you offer us through Jesus so that we can be a part of your people and help us to get that message out to as many people as possible that they too will be drawn by your son, by your person, by your Holy Spirit and your word and your church and your people to be a part of your kingdom eternally. God, thank you so much for letting us be a part of this. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Ah, so, yeah, if if what the Holy Spirit is going to do, sorry, (laughs) what what was that? (laughs) Well, you said it. Ah, so there you go. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's just what you said so funny.